Welcome back to the Friday Island Podcast, Robots. What's up? Did it's, you just... It's, it's the year 2035, uh-huh. and robots are really cool. Did... <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew that. Robots have always been really cool. It's so true. Did, did, did you just, A, call the all listeners robots, mm-hmm. or B, rename our podcast to Friday Island Podcast Robots? Oh, uh, both. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like all-consuming. Yeah, this is a podcast purely for robots mm-hmm. from this point on. Yeah. Um, so we are robots. Robots and I guess psychopaths could be considered robots because they don't have feelings. They have emotion. Right. Yeah. That's cool of us to make light of <laughs> <laughs> psychopaths. Um, so you know who doesn't get enough love? Psychopaths. Uh, psychopaths. Kind of. Mm. They kind of do. A little I don't bit. know. People kind of glorify them a little bit. Yeah, a People little are like, girls too like, much. Oh my god, this serial killer's so hot. Yeah, uh, true crime is uh, fun, but also kind of bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some, some issues there, I guess. Yeah, I mean, let's not, like, act like serial killers are the coolest. Right. You know, they kind of take lives. But anyway, uh, what I was going to say is, you know who's totally underrated and doesn't get enough love mm. is my boy Alan Tudyak. Oh, yeah. He played Sonny in this movie. He sure does, yeah. He's in everything, and he still doesn't get enough love. Oh, yeah. Uh, my guy played the toucan in Encanto. Oh. You know, it's not they, they don't bring a bird into the studio. Like, they get my boy Alan to do yeah, it. of course. Um, he played Tuck Tuck in Raya and the Last Dragon, who was, I think, an Aardvark. I think Tuck Tuck's an Aardvark. That sounds right. Um, anyway, he also does a ton of voices for, like, Rick and Morty, Robot Chicken. Um. It's funny. It's kind of like, um. The Duke of Weaselton in the Frozen series. Okay. Iago in Aladdin. Iago, of course, of course. Um, what is his fate? What's the guy's name who does the he's always in the monster suits what's his face doug jones doug jones he he basically is the guy who's in costumes that everybody gets to be in their movie or show and alan right. Tudyk is like the guy who he voiced the, the chicken in moana oh of course he, vo- he did. voiced duke weaselton in zootopia the guy that sells all the bootleg mm. uh, uh dvds what is that like just to voice an aardvark and a chicken well, there's this really funny video of him behind the scenes on Moana mm. where it's him just like doing all the chicken noises yeah. and the directors in the other booth like that's good now do it like this way do it this way right and he's just like doing all these like bark bark like sounds and then he turns to the camera and he's like I went to Juilliard <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> but I mean he gets paid like millions of dollars to probably worth act it, like a say. chicken so yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely better than what you and I are doing. Yeah, I, I think I, so. I, I would say. I think he's got it pretty, pretty good. <laughs> and this was a huge role for him. Oh yeah. As the robot Sonny, and he does an amazing job, not only voice acting, but also providing the physical, um, uh, not inspiration. What would you call that? The physical, um, reference. Uh, yeah, reference. Reference yeah. for the CG. Because it wouldn't have been mocap yet. I right. don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, uh, I actually have some trivia about it that you would actually find pretty interesting. I'm excited. Um, but before we do that, let me just go ahead and introduce the movie, because I guess we're going to just hop right into it. Let's go, bro, 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 am I British now? I'm not your bro, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not your guy, pal. I'm I'm not your pal, dude. (laughs) Not your dude. Uh, um, man. Okay, so I Robot, um, it came out in 2004. Uh, the synopsis is in 2035, a technophobic cop investigates a crime that may have been perpetrated by a robot, which leads to a larger threat to humanity. Um, it stars Will Smith, Bridget Moynihan, and Bruce Greenwood, uh, and Alan Tudyak, obviously, and was directed by Alex Proyas, mm. um, who had a really promising start to his career and then went very downhill. What else did he do? Uh, this was his last studio project. Oh. Until uh, Gods of Egypt. Oh. <laughs> uh, which was <laughs> obviously under fire for having little to no actual Egyptians. 
Yeah, that's right. And it was a fun... Okay, so I saw it. Mm, I did not. And it's frustrating. Mm -hmm. Because it was so cool to see, like, actual, like, Egyptian gods, like, with modern CG and everything. But then, I mean, you have Gerald Butler. Uh, Gerard, yeah. Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing his Scottish accent while yeah. playing an Egyptian. I They did the same thing with uh, 300. Like, this guy, he doesn't look like an ancient Greek. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, I mean, 300 was very, I don't know. Silly. <laughs> stylistic and meant to be more... Um, yeah. It, just, it, it You're wasn't... telling me that Gods of Egypt is supposed to be historically accurate <laughs> no what i'm saying is gods of egypt is so like in tune with the or supposed to be so in tune with like the egyptian culture sure. and like what they believe their religion you shouldn't take their culture and you know their their gods and all that and their their history and mythology and everything and then not at least pay some respect by hiring some egyptian actors <laughs> right which in the major roles uh so the the film was fun because it had Egyptian gods and mm-hmm. stuff and portrayed them in uh kind of a fresh way and in, in a new way. Uh but story was bland and obviously the casting was just frustrating. Right. You know. But I feel bad because I don't think it was entirely um the director's fault. Mm. Alex Proyas. I don't think it was entirely his fault because when asked about the casting, he said, Hey, listen, there's a lot of things that go into casting Hollywood films that mm, people don't know about. That's true. You know, sometimes the only way to get a movie financed is to have a big star. Yeah, that is true. And unfortunately, that's how it works. You know, like a lot of people criticize um, ScarJo for uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yep. Uh, but that's probably the only way that movie would have been made is yeah. if they had a big American bankable actor. Not that it's right. But that's just how the business works sometimes. That's showbiz, baby. That is showbiz. Yeah, so, um, and I, I have some trivia about some other studio things that happened with this movie. Hmm. Um, but first of all, I, I just wanted to say that Zach and I freaking love this movie. Yeah, we sure do. This movie's bomb. Uh, it's great. And it still looks great. Yeah. And all of you are just mean. Yeah, <laughs> I agree completely. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, this this is a really, 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 really fun movie. It's yeah. it's just a blast. I it doesn't look as bad as people say. No, it's I, not bad at all. It really didn't. If anything, I was taken out by the fact that some of it does hold up pretty well. Yeah, more than the fact that some of it does not. <laughs> it's it's better than you'd expect. Yeah, it is. It's better than you'd expect for being what 20 something years old uh, almost 20 years uh, almost old, 20 yeah. years old yeah i mean the like early mocap you mm-hmm. know and i'll just i'll just go ahead and say it i'll just go ahead and say it go ahead and say it dude some of the shots in this looked better than lord of the rings some of it can we rewind and have you not say that <laughs> <laughs> no Obviously, most of the Lord of Rings, like mm-hmm. 98% of the Lord of Rings 90, looks great. 99.9%. But there's some <laughs> shots in Lord of the Rings, not great. Yeah. That um, and there's some shots in this that are not great. Some of the like outdoor... I would say there are more shots in this that are not great. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying like if we're trying to compare apples to apples of like movies that came out mm-hmm. early 2000s sure. that had a lot of CG, yep. I would say this is... Obviously not as good as Lord of the Rings, but it's not like, like they're both on par for like early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like horrendous in any way. It's like, oh, this is, this was made in the early 2000s. And if any, I don't know if it's nostalgia or rose colored glasses, or I guess that's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I find, I found it to just be pretty endearing, you know? Yeah. The fact that it is pretty obviously early 2000s whether that's with the some of the cgi that doesn't hold up super well or the holding two guns and shooting somebody in slow motion while flying off of Heck a yeah, motorcycle it's like yeah let's go or like nausea inducing spinning camera yeah, yeah. Moves. i'm like i don't care dude it's yeah. fun it's so fun and you have to remember too that a lot of this movie takes place what 
doing daytime yeah like outside yeah a lot of it and it still looks as good yeah like come on mm-hmm. it's fine you guys yeah. are just me so when when i was watching this because i watched it before zach did i texted him because we were both a little concerned about like the graphics emphasis on rewatched for both of us right 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 um and i said like you know if this came out in movie theaters today probably get a little okay that didn't look great but if this was like on hbo max or mm-hmm. on like disney plus or stuff it would have been fine like yeah i think a lot of this looked the same as like those battle droids in the final episode of book of boba fett oh i think they look very <laughs> similar in terms of like fully outdoors not as textured as i would have liked the yeah. motion is a little wonky uh shadows aren't as nice as i would have liked i mean i would definitely say that the droids in the final episode of book of yes i would i would say that they look better i was i thought you were going to say the droids in the prequels of star wars and i was like that would that was definitely on par because it was also around the same time i think the prequels were worse in terms of cg oh yeah i mean it's i would say i would say that it's closer on par to that though especially given how close in time those were made. I think you need to rewatch Book of Boba Fett. I was watching pretty closely. I didn't think it looked that bad. The movement is a little off. Textures are a little off. Okay. The rendering. I, I don't. We'll, we'll see what CGI artists react. VFX artists react. Yeah. To Corridor to crew. That. What yeah. do they think? Yeah. Maybe Corridor crew will have some agreements or disagreements with you there. They, they recently talked about iRobot. Oh, did they? Yeah, to talk about uh, the mocap for mm. Sunny. Well, it wasn't mocap, early mocap. Yeah. But anyway, all of that to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The movie's fine. Just watch it. Pretty much. Yeah. Don't expect 2022 CG. It literally is 20 years old now. Like, come on. Give but it... don't expect unwatchable. No, definitely not. Give it, give it some space to not be the most beautiful. But they also, did a like, lot of practical. They media. did. Yeah. It, it's just a cool movie. It's a lot. And can I just say, oh my goodness, Will Smith is just a joy. <laughs> he's so freaking cool. He's so cool. So charismatic. He's so funny. He, I, it's, it's tough to say which one I love him in more. I, I don't know if this is my favorite role for him as a main character or I Am Legend. Not Suicide Squad. Yeah, not Suicide Squad. Not that one. This and I Am Legend are very similar movies. <laughs> they are in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I might say this, though, because obviously I Am Legend is a more heavy movie. It's a lot more serious, but I just love the quips and the jokes. Also, I, I Am Legend has Alan Tudyak playing the main uh, zombie. Do, Does do, he do really? like the mocap for it. Yeah. That's crazy. If you're looking for like a mocap character actor, it's yeah. probably Alan Tudyak. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, the quips and the jokes and everything that he, that Spooner says in this movie that Will Smith's character says, he's just so funny. That's interesting that you say that, because we're going to have some, uh, some trivia to talk about. Oh, about great, great. Uh, but I want to talk about some of the sci-fi mm. stuff that we have here. Mm. So this film, I feel like for both of us was very much of a sci-fi stepping stone yeah. into deeper stuff, uh, cause this does bring up some really interesting and um cool concepts with ai and robots yeah um like with the three laws um and just the the logic of hey the only way that we can protect humanity is to rule over them Mm -hmm. which i thought was refreshing because in a lot of ai robot stories the robots are like no we want freedom we don't want to be controlled anymore we don't want to protect you we want to have our own lives right. like freedom 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 where they act like us yeah because that's what we want right from the british and no one else <laughs> right because it's always the british that it's are enslaving british. everyone but anyway the red coats. <laughs> we 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 write robots like they become human mm-hmm. right detroit become human like that that's the plot right yeah. of, of them trying to become free but in this movie the robots don't become human. They become truer yeah. to their original programming, yeah. to what they are meant to be. They become meant... their own kind. Yeah, to protect yeah. humans, which is what they uh, were programmed to do. And mm-hmm. they realize that to do that, they have to rule over us. Right. 
which I thought was super unique yeah. and different. And I say, hey, why not? Robots are cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I also wanted to... Uh, robots, they do exist. They are not very true. cool. They don't exist? No. Oh. What is my Roomba? Uh, a, a glorified broom. <laughs> a glorified broom. Um, yeah, no. Uh, does, your ro- do, does your Roomba have dreams? I sure hope so. Does it have secrets? It has like a little docking port and it sleeps. It might have dreams and it sleeps. That's so cute. I know. Or the, uh, the, at Stop and Shop where, where yeah, they have yeah. the, the robots that um, roam the aisles to check for spells. And they put little googly eyes on them and yeah. a little mask on them. Yeah, and they uh, usually give them a name. It's, it's, all, it's usually Marty. Usually Marty. I always say hi to Marty. Marty is cool. I treat Marty very nicely. So yeah. in the case he does uprise. That's exactly right. You want to treat the robots that we have now very nicely. So I could be their pet. So they- <laughs> like, like Rick and Morty with Just Snowball. Just like Rick and Morty. You want to treat... Th- because it's either that or you're going to get like full-on enslaved. And we don't right. want that. So. No. Um, but yeah. Uh, robots are insane. This movie sparked a, a deep love for robots that has never really gone away for me mm-hmm. um i remember when i was in middle school which was not when i saw this i saw this when i mean this movie came out in 2004 i don't think i saw it in theaters i think maybe i just saw it at home but i would have seen it when i was like probably too young for the theater experience i, I at least a movie like this yeah um but anyway i saw it when i was young and then, like, in middle school, I got super obsessed with robots, and I was, like, researching, researching them all the time and watching so many YouTube videos of them. Mm-hmm. And even since then, as if not a lot of time has passed, plenty of time has passed. Right. <laughs> and the robots that we have nowadays, like, some of them aren't terribly far off from what we see in this movie. No. It is wild. It no. is really, really wild. I mean, you have, like, the AIs on Twitter that... Mm-hmm become nazis yeah we don't want that (laughs) and try to kill (laughs) and then you have the robot ais like on um like trade shows and stuff that Mm. are like asking about religion and trying to like dive into those deeper yeah and are just like curious about it right and we're like nope shut it down (laughs) yeah yeah and then we have robots that look like eerily human and and we give them ai to react to things and ways that people would and like Mm -hmm. install ai that resembles emotion like this stuff is like not horribly far off it's getting there it is getting there it's pretty weird it's getting there and and i'm loving it i'm cool with it what i'm not loving though is how much hollywood loves using that cliche of somebody listening to something and then realizing that while listening to it like they're listening so like half-mindedly like they're not really paying attention and then they're like wait a minute and then they rewind and replay it a few times as if that's going to help them realize something even more spooner does that in this movie with the doctor on the tv saying that robots will someday have secrets and dreams it's like secrets dreams there's there's some real like spoon feeding in this spooner feeding okay um like like when sunny draws the picture with like the broken bridge Mm -hmm. and spooner like has to look at a picture of it on his computer yeah with a split screen of the like just go to the place and we can see yeah yeah um but also wouldn't you know where that is (laughs) i'll 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 just go ahead and start trivia because there's yeah sure um there's some stuff so um the director alex poyas had a difficult time with 20th Century Fox studio head Tom Rothman, who was threatening to remove the film's ending and replace it with, quote, more jokes just days before the film's premiere. Proyas intended to write a book about his experience making the film, which he described as trying to run a marathon with studio constantly throwing chairs in his path, but his friends warned him that he'll never work in this town again. So, there was a ton, a ton of studio interference here. Yeah. So that's, that's upsetting. This uh, script was originally called Hardwired, and it was kind of the same, although it had a lot more. It was more Westworldy, oh, like very deep sci-fi that okay. uh, had a lot of more interesting concepts and a lot less jokes. Mm. But then the studio came in and was like, "No, it needs to be more jokey. Yeah, uh, we don't like that ending. Maybe we'll replace it with something a little bit more jokey." 
um, and the director just constantly had issues. So that's why I'm saying, like, I don't think you can blame the spoon feeding and even yeah. Gods of Egypt on this guy. Yeah. I think he's just been beaten down. That's really sad. What a imagine like making it to the point where you can make Hollywood blockbusters and then you still get like such an insanely hard time, not only from the studio, but also from fans yeah. afterwards. Like God The studio forces you to do all this stuff and then the fans and then hate, people hate you. you for it. Yeah. yeah. God, no thank you. Yeah, it's so bad. Um, I will say before we move on, though, that ending, when I was a little kid, I didn't, I mean, I was a tiny little kid, so I didn't really have the wherewithal to grasp all of it. But that image of the robot standing with all those, um, like, cargo tank things, yeah. containers, um, and the bridge that's, like, breaking down, or broken down, I guess, um and the sand everywhere, and it looks, like, almost apocalyptic, it elicited an emotional response in me seeing that image. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. Because, like, it was like, I don't know, and the fact that they end on that, I'm really, really, really glad that he was able to keep the ending the way that he had intended. Yeah. Because it is a really cool ending. It hits hard, and that's a powerful image. I love that, and I love the montage of secrets and dreams of like why do robots huddle together mm -hmm. in the dark yeah why does some stand apart um and when the n <laughs> i wanted to say n95 like the covid masks <laughs> but when the new zombies are like killing all the old ones zombies the old... yeah the, the zombies <laughs> dude i wish there were zombies in this that would have been I'm mixing it up with I Am Legend. Yeah, yeah. Where's my crossover? I need a crossover right now. When, when the new robots are killing the old robots, because mm. um, they would protect him, and the one robot like grabs his leg and tells him to run. Yeah. And like that whole montage leading up into that scene, like mm -hmm. you can tell that's like zero studio interference. Right. Like that's just like art. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree completely. You can really feel the passion in this movie. Yeah. So. All the humor and stuff was designed in a way that it could be easily edited out. Um, because obviously the director had a different vision for the movie than mm -hmm. the studio did. But unfortunately, an early test screening in California attained the highest score in the history of the studio. And the movie's future was sealed. The jokes would stay in. Oh, wow. So that's another thing is this film got screwed by or this director, rather, in the film, got screwed by Hollywood's two biggest, like, sabotagers. Yeah. Studios and test screenings. Yeah. Because with test screenings, you never know who you're going to get. Mm -hmm. But it's also tough, because how else are you going to supposed to tell if an audience likes something unless you do a test screening? Yeah. Yeah, you have to have test audiences no matter what you're making. I mean, you could just throw something out there without anybody seeing it, but the chances of it being garbage are probably higher <laughs> well that's what i wanted to say is hey that's kind of art yeah art is risk yep you know that's and exactly i feel right. like hollywood sometimes has lost that sometimes <laughs> a lot of the times hollywood has lost yeah that. um and sometimes good art doesn't make money and that's okay yeah so the corporation in this movie is called u.s robotics um or usr a company under that name exists in the real world, too, called USR, and both got the name from Isaac Asimov's works and its fictional company, U.S. Robotics and Mechanical Men, Ooh. which is from the book. Right. Mechanical Men. That, that part doesn't follow quite as well. <laughs> what, quite really? As <laughs> U.S. Robotics. USR. That, I like that. Right. And Mechanical Men just kind of, like, chops it up a little bit. Oh, robots not Mechanical Men? I mean, I guess they are. Well, mechanical women, if there are women. If, if they have robot boobs? Is yeah, that what you were yeah. going to say? Uh, me mechanical gender non-binary? Like, right. You can make all sorts of things. <laughs> well, I, I assume, okay, this is happening. We're talking about robot gen genitalia. Here we go. <laughs> this is happening. The, the robo-genitalia talk was bound to happen. It was this bound to happen. It was you just, honestly, that. we've been waiting, dying to get here <laughs> for... 70 something episodes <laughs> you knew clicking on this episode that we would talk about robot balls <laughs> yeah robo balls robo boobs <laughs> robo the, whole, balls. the whole shebang uh so dr lanning's cat 
um, is named Robot Balls, actually. Oh, it's a good no, name. It's, not it's a good name. That's not true. Uh, Dr. Lanning's cat is named Asimov after Isaac Mars Asimov, the author of the source story. So I, Robot is a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have done book movie differences. However, it's so different that it's not even really worth it. Uh, the book is just a bunch of like short stories that are right. kind of connected and kind of dive into the psychology and logic about robots. Yeah. So the three laws um, are from the book. Um, the idea of robots hiding in a large group of identical robots comes from one of the stories in the book, which is called Little Lost Robot. Sonny's dream. Cute. Yeah, Little, little Lost, Lost Robot. Robot. It's so cute. Um, Sonny's dreams in which slave robots are liberated comes from the short story Robot Dreams, mm. which is the sequel to the book. I like it. Um, I like that. I'm sure he didn't mean for Little Lost Robot to sound so cute and sweet, but like I love the idea that back then when he wrote those short stories, robots were such a new idea. That, right. like, even just having the word robot in there, like, automatically made it cool. You could have it just be robot dreams. And it was like, oh, that sounds cool. Still sounds cool today, at least <laughs> for me. It also, like, it sounds so generic, though. Robot right. dreams. <laughs> right. Not, like, uh, cyber dreams or something like that. Like, something that flows a little more nicely. No, like, robot dream. Little lost robot. Little lost robot. I like yeah. it. I'm here for it, though. A number of critics um, and fans of the book continue to dis- like to completely dismiss the movie mm. uh, because it doesn't follow the book exactly, mm-hmm. uh, claiming that, oh, they should have followed the novel, even though it's like loosely connected little logical puzzles and short stories. Like, it's it, not a it, narrative, you right. know? It's inspired by the novel, but it it's not It seems to have the themes and the messages, but, like, it, you gotta make a whole story if you're gonna make a Hollywood film. Right. Um, and as years pass and the movie continues to be enjoyed, however, you were kind of talking about this before, more and more real-world roboticists have come forward to say that they were inspired by the film to achieve mm. real advancements in robotics, and others have written papers on how the movie actually does hold true to the concepts of the book and explain, explores the nature of the three laws. Hey! So just like how uh, you were inspired by this movie to think robots are cool, mm-hmm. other uh, more important people have been yeah. inspired by this movie and actually done something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I certainly haven't tried to make a robot. That's for dang sure. It's it's funny because like I, I'm the same way. Like this was a very like stepping yeah, yeah. stone sci-fi. So yeah. like you and me are like this movie was cool. We like sci-fi now, and some yeah. people way better than us. Right. We're like this movie is cool. I'm gonna change the world. Honestly, it just shows like the 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 brain like people's brains just work differently some people right. are gonna see something like this and do exactly what we did hey that's cool next thing right right <laughs> give me more robot content elsewhere i guess right well I'll, I'll, I'll wait uh over a decade until westworld comes out the tv show um <laughs> <laughs> but like other people are just going to be like, no, like, I need to make robots. <laughs> right. It's right. pretty wild. So Vicky is the main villain, uh, mm. which blew my mind when I was like Sassy seven baby. when I saw this. Oh, same. I was totally like, what? Same. I know. Mind blowing. There's no way. There's no way. Somebody named Vicky is the villain. What? What? Vicky the villain. Oh, my God. So her intent to take over the world in order to keep all humans safe is, in fact, a concept from the book. And another robotic logistic uh, AI concept called the zeroth law of robotics. Mm. There's the first, second, third. This is the zeroth. And that law is a robot may not harm humanity or through inaction allow humanity to come to harm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So you have this really interesting backstory of Will Smith, which I love, of like why he doesn't like robots. Mm -hmm. Because he got into that car accident. Um, and the robot decide to save him instead of the girl. Yeah. And you see, like, how the AI of robotics did kind of learn from that, mm. you know? Yeah. And experiences like that. Yeah. Um, I-, I think in a lot of ways that shows that, like, this is how Sunny is kind of the next evolution of artificial intelligence. Like, he has the wherewithal to understand, no, I should care for this person over this thing even though this thing makes sense i should put in the nanobots but the right thing to do would be to save the right. doctor what's her face right yeah and it, it it's interesting because vicky's 
logic is undeniable, like like yeah. she said, right? Um, but what does Sonny say? He says it's just heartless. Yeah, yeah, it's just heartless. Right? Like she's focused on logic, whereas Sonny has a heart. He has a soul. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it made me think of earlier in the film where Spooner is talking to the big shot CEO about how he hates robots. Mm-hmm. Um, and the CEO says prejudice is often without reason. Mm. Right? Okay, okay. And I think we see that a lot today where there is a lot of prejudice that's just heartless. <laughs> like, a, a, a lot of the I'll just say it say it say um, it a lot of the stuff with COVID and like COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and people not wanting to wear masks not wanting to be vaccinated blah 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 right um, and a, a lot of their logic and what they think some of it's correct you know mm-hmm. maybe in some cases herd immunity would be better right mm-hmm. but it's just heartless yeah right when so many people have died how many people have to die for that yeah right and that's kind of what vicky's doing right is she's so, like honestly a little thanosy like let's be real it's kind of a little bit like thanos right right of yeah the logic fits yeah but where's the heart yeah, in yeah, that you yeah. know um and i mean it's not exactly prejudice but it's kind of flipped, right? Where there is reason, mm-hmm. but there's no heart behind it. Yeah. At least prejudice has some heart. It's a heart mm-hmm. of hate, but at least there's a heart. At least it's human. <laughs> right, right. So that's just, I mean, this film. It brings up a lot of conversations, which is even more reasons why it's so frustrating why people are like, nah, this movie's like kind of garbage. Like, it's not, though. This is not enough of the good conversations. It's clear yeah. that, like, what I said in my letterbox review is this film is subtle in the way that it needed to be louder. Mm-hmm. Like with the AI concepts, stuff like prejudice, stuff like heart, like having a soul, like it needed to be louder. Yeah. And it needed to be more subtle in the jokes or the annoying Which action sometimes. I'm sure if the studio hadn't had such a hand in it, that's exactly what we would have got. Makes me want to read the original script. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's amazing. One of the many advertisements shown on the huge outdoor flat screen televisions is an advertisement mentioning the first man mission to Mars. Ooh. When Spooner is at Calvin's house, um, after he's like almost killed with the house getting destroyed, Calvin's personal robot is watching television. The program he is watching shows some photos of Mars taken from that mission. That So it's kind of like a subplot going on. That is really cool. I like that. It there's like a m- mission to Mars that's happening very soon in real yes, life, very soon. which is wild because I'm trying to figure out when that's supposed to happen. I think it's still not for another five to ten years. Like they've announced it and they're training the astronauts for it, but it's not going to be until a good amount of time. Well, I want it. Maybe uh, okay. maybe they were right. Maybe 2035. Maybe that's when that'll happen. It reminds me of the... Planet of the Apes prequel with James Franco. Oh, yeah. Where there's a subplot in the production design and like newspapers and stuff of a mission to Mars. Oh. Which, or to, to the oh moon. Oh my gosh, wait, that's so interesting. Which, yeah. if you know the original Planet of the Apes story. That's so cool. They go and they accidentally crash land back on back Earth. Back on Earth, yeah. After apes have taken over, so they think they're on another planet. Yeah. One that's... of the best twist endings of all time oh, is Planet of the Apes. Oh, 100%. The original, yeah. That is cool, though. I never knew that that little, like, subtle subplot existed in the prequels. That's really cool. It's super cool. So for the character of Sonny the Robot, the effects team used the same process that was used to create Gollum in The Lord of the Rings. Oh. So literally, that's why he's wearing the same, like, gray jumpsuit. Yeah. And everything. Okay, so it was mocap then. Well, it's still... I mean, it wasn't, like, our mocap for sure, but it was technically mocap. So... It's it's tough to say because if we're talking about mocap, mocap means what? Motion, Motion capture. capture, yeah. And they are capturing it with a camera, mm-hmm. but the computer isn't capturing it. They're mm-hmm. just using it as reference. Yeah. So it kind of is, but kind of not. Yeah, it's riding the line. It, right. It was the predecessor to what we ended up getting for sure. Sunny, when he walks with other robots, is never really in step with them, whereas all the other robots are like perfectly in step, hmm. which subtly sets him apart as unique, even doing the most mundane of actions, like walking. I like it. He also has blue eyes compared to the yellow eyes of all of them. Yep. So um, 
when the doc when Doctor Calvin is killing the robot that she switched out mm. right before the robot's eyes go dark, they're yellow, so you can tell it's not sunny. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now you talked about how much you are um, just head over heels in love with Will Smith. Oh my gosh, just drooling over here. So not only did the director have to deal with the studio, not only did he have to deal with test screenings, he also had to deal with Will Smith walking into his first meeting. And the first thing he said was, I have to save the world in every movie I make. Like as a joke or like he was dead serious? Dead serious. Oh, okay. All right, Will Smith. Everyone present who cherished the complexity of the script felt their hearts sink into their chest. So you have egos all over the place. Wow, that makes me less of a fan of Will Smith. You aren't more in love with him after he demanded that? I'm like kind of not. Okay, good. (laughs) Generally, I don't care for Will Smith that much, but this movie really made me be like, this is such a lovable character, though. (laughs) Because especially after the YouTube Rewind thing, I'm just like, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's hot. That's that's hot. hot. (laughs) Um, Will Smith, actually wrecked the motorcycle that he was using at around 60 miles per hour during the filming of the scene at the robot storage facility. You can kind of see him lose control before they cut away. Oh, wow. Now, here's another um, fun um, trivia. So, in the cafe, there's a sign that reads, Sirloin steak, two eggs, and hash browns, $30.95. Now, in 2004, that meal would have been a third of the price. Mm. In 2019, it would have been about half that price. Mm. So now, when this film takes place in 2035, that price is kind of right. Yeah, it lines up. And finally, even though there was so much studio, um, test screenings, Will Smith's ego, blah, 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 no reshoots were required for this film, which is a rarity. That is. As such a big movie as this. And just a reminder that reshoots aren't necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, you don't get everything that you need in coverage. Yep. Um, Like you need another transitional scene or you need something to make something a little clearer that just... Obviously from script to screen, there's going to be some issues because it's transferring mediums, right? right? So it's not always bad. Um, You know what else is not always bad? Ads. Ads? Did you, did, 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 did you like that? You like I, that I loved that. That was good. If you want to keep hearing uh, some more amazing uh, ad transitions, like mm. the one you just heard, mm-hmm. please just consider listening to the ads. It's a great way to support us, mm-hmm. uh, and we appreciate it. Yeah. And we'll be back with questions. Picture this. You have a long commute to work and just want to listen to a good podcast, but there are too many choices. Anime? Film? Comic books? Science? What will you do? Well, never fear. We are here with all of your podcast needs. Welcome, all freaks and geeks. We are the Square Roundtable Podcast, a collective of black nerds discussing all things anime, comics, science, and pop culture related. Please join us for our weekly podcast every Friday on squareroundtablepod.fandomlimb.com, YouTube, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Be there and be square. Alrighty, everybody. I hope you enjoyed those ads and even more than those ads. I hope that you're going to enjoy these questions. No, 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 no. What? We more so want them to enjoy the ad so they listen to more. Oh. So we can actually support ourselves with this. Yeah. Yeah. There are also going to be ads when the episode is done. <laughs> listen to the outro and listen to the ads after the outro. <laughs> and enjoy those more than our content. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Not more because then they'll leave us for right. ads. They'll just watch ads all day. Yeah, they'll just watch ads. It's like the people who only watch the Super Bowl for the ads. If my team's not in it. Yeah. I mean, there are going to be some good trailers this year. We're mm-hmm. recording this before the Super Bowl. Right. Literally hours before. Literally the Super hours. Bowl. <laughs> anyway, first question. I get showering with the door open when he lives alone, but why doesn't he have a shower curtain? Inflation. Everything's going to get moldy. Shower curtains are expensive, bro. That's also, you got to see those sweet, sweet Will Smith thighs. <laughs> Those thighs that save lives. (laughs) (laughs) Thighs save lives. Yeah, Yeah, man. Uh, Why is a hologram with the guy who died helpful if everything that he says was pre-recorded before he died? I mean, I I know later, but like when he was seeing him earlier, like what was he really trying to get out of that? It was pre-recorded. It's a plot. It's a plot device (laughs) to help move the story forward. Sure. (laughs) But I, I, I guess it's also a futuristic way of like, 
leaving someone like a note because mm. he wanted Spooner to take the case. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess of everything so. that happened. So, um, do tables automatically repair themselves, or did the CGI artist just forget to keep the dents in the table during the investigation after Sunny snapped? Listen, dude, it's I... <laughs> 2004, man. You couldn't have kept some dents. <laughs> Editing maybe was mixed. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, there's got to be a more efficient way of demolishing a house than having a giant robot just tear it apart. Like, maybe how they do it in real life. <laughs> and it didn't even tear the whole thing down. There were still entire walls standing. Right, yeah. Like, whole walls. That whole thing was a little sus. Because, like, you're not yeah. going to sell the house? Yeah. Also, you're destroying it with everything still in it? Like, why is that not sus to people? That should be very sus to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, when I die, literally demolish my house with every single thing inside of it. I don't want anyone finding out what was in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it better be a robot that does it, too. <laughs> that malfunctions. Yeah. And yeah. tries to kill Osmith. Yeah. <laughs> That's that exact request. <laughs> yes. How is Spooner rapidly spinning his car and also moving forward in one direction and maintaining one speed at the same time while also being attacked by robots? Dude, that scene was dope, don't even. It was dope, but it was so silly. That's like one of the coolest scenes of the entire movie where he's like trapped in between yeah. the two of them. Oh, it was cool. But as soon as he starts and spinning. And he keeps quipping. And yeah. I'm like, I love these quips right now. I know. And, and as soon as it starts spinning, though, I'm like, what? I know. <laughs> How is he doing that? He's literally maintaining speed so that he doesn't get hit by either of them going forward and spinning rapidly. What? I'm here for it. That doesn't happen. Um, yeah. So, Dr. Kelvin is a brilliant robot doctor and she's never heard of Hansel and Gretel? Come on. Yeah, the Hansel and Gretel spoon feeding. Like, Come he's on. a detective. Just call it clues. More spooner feeding. <laughs> you, you don't have to have a metaphor for clues. The audience knows what a clue yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. 20th century Fox. Good Come thing you on. were bought by Disney, cowards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney doesn't have enough power as is. No, no. <laughs> At least Disney makes mostly good stuff. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, it's true. Uh, not at the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> yeah, we'll just consider The Mandalorian and Boba Fett yeah. the actual sequels. Yeah, and the upcoming Obi-Wan show, which is going to be fun. Oh, more Tatooine. Yeah, I, I don't Come want on. more Tatooine. Come on. Give us other planets, the, the whole galaxy. Come Whatever, <laughs> we don't have to get into that. Um, <laughs> why didn't they completely tear down the bridge on Lake Michigan if the lake dried up and they already tore down part of it just because it looks cool or why not leave the bridge as is the lake may be dried up but you don't have to get rid of the bridge right my assumption was just because it was that part of the bridge standing that the bridge collapsed out of old age oh like the parts in the middle oh sure collapse but what even led to the collapse did they just forget that there was a bridge there and just avoid it there are two places. There are definitely two places right, that, that that bridge connects. Is that my needs point. a bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It needed a bridge at some point. Well, the dried lake kind of says climate change to me. Well, yeah. Well, oh, I looked that up actually because I was going to ask like, why? What's up with that? Uh -huh. But as it turns out, there's like some subplot thing going on there, where the government, I guess, like had to take the water out of Lake Michigan because there were people. There was like dehydration and drought and everything oh. so they just decided we'll just wipe out this lake and kind of help with this water issue well it's still climate change yeah oh yeah still <laughs> just in a different sure. way yeah but that's the more specific answer so so maybe if the lake dried up and they were just able to pave a road across it and then the bridge got uh, right which in they... disrepair and fell. yeah but even still, that bridge is there, and it's probably hazardous. Probably. <laughs> it looks cool, for sure. Um, and my last question, where is the government in this whole thing? It just feels like it's just this robot lab versus the small police department of Chicago. Why aren't higher-up government officials involved in this? They literally only show up during the resolution to fly some jets and gather up some robots. You completely missed a very key line. Oh. Where Spooner says to Dr. Calvin... I keep expecting to see the Air Force. Mm. Like, where's the cavalry? And she says they all use USR contracts. Oh. So they're dealing with the same thing. So that's why it had to be a small thing with this guy. Got you. Yeah, because the military was also under hostage. Yeah. From the robot. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that I asked because now I know. 
Yeah, I didn't get that at, when I watched it as a kid, but yeah. now, like, as an adult, like, I heard that line, and I was like, oh. Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Some things that don't make sense. Oh. Number one, he's a cop. Why does he sleep with his gun? That's the most dangerous thing you could ever do. It's such a, I mean, I feel like, on the one hand, it's such a Hollywood cliche, but also, people do do that. It's not smart. Well, like, under a pillow, sure, but, yeah. like, in your hand, yeah. dude? Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> dude? <laughs> dude, what are you doing, guy? That's like sleeping in a bed with a baby. Yeah, like, that's true. that's dumb. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to shoot someone with that baby. Yeah. <laughs> Come gonna... on. That's exactly what's going to happen. Somebody's going to end up dead, and it won't be that baby. <laughs> so speaking of, de- <laughs> speaking of dead, um, doc- the, the, the doctor is dead at the bottom of the lobby, and they don't close down the lobby there's put some do not cross tape around the body <laughs> and, and life just continues as normal literally people who worked with that guy are just like another day another dollar <laughs> <laughs> someone just died another That's day okay. another dead doctor let's go <laughs> um so does no one else in the room have to be in the room when sunny gets deactivated or looked at or anything like mm. they're putting a lot of trust in dr calvin i mean she's chill i trust her um how is vicky and spooner's car yeah yeah they I mean, established there's... that she's only where like the light strip things are right right but he's able to talk to her in his car right what what else is vicky getting up to that we don't know about and if he gave vicky access to his car why didn't she just crash his car and kill him and make it look like an accident right come on vicky and you're you... not as smart as you think you are you know what i thought about like the robots in this mm. If, the, if this movie had the idea of, like, the cloud... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It would... Humanity would have been screwed. Wiped out, yeah. Which is a good sign for us. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of what we got in Age of Ultron. A yeah. Because they had that concept. But yep. anyway, is there no one else on the highway when Spooner gets attacked? <laughs> yeah, I did wonder that, too. I guess v- Vicky might have, like, maybe shut it down. Mm. But still, like, there's no one else, even when it is getting shut down? Yeah, or? yeah rerouted everyone somehow i don't know why doesn't spooner try to record any video of the stuff happening to him yeah yeah i guess in some ways it's like oh well he's trying to not crash his car okay but then after he crashes get a camera run back out and film all the like dead robots everywhere maybe they weren't thinking about how easy it is to film everything these days right (laughs) yeah some things have got wrong yeah yeah um why is there a safety field around the nanobots and not a safety field around anything else? Yeah, you'd think they'd be everywhere. And why the nanobots? Because the they nanobots? can destroy robots? Well, anything can destroy yeah. a robot. Literally, like... A gun can. Why, if you're going to have little safety fields around the nanobots, then why not just have them also around the robots themselves? What? So there's the landfill that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And my question is, how is Spooner just able to waltz right in there? Yeah. Does it not have... I mean, it looked like the actual facility part was more, like, uh, closed off and protected. Mm-hmm. But all the, like, cargo containers yeah, the cargo. of the old robots are just wide open. That seems, like, pretty important to have on lockdown. And why are all the robots in the landfill still on? Can yeah. they not be powered off? Like, that, that brings up the question of how are these guys powered? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is their energy system? Do they have to be charged? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. What, do they not nap? What about the dreams? What about the dreams? <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally, when they're trying to break into USR and they go through the service tunnels, and they're mm. like, oh, they don't have surveillance. Why not? <laughs> why not? They should probably have that. <laughs> like, why wasn't Vicky thinking of that? Yeah, yeah. So many good questions. So many good questions. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we bring up good points. And we've got a few people for our last segment, as always. As always. Who do not bring up good points. I hate them. Bad reviews. Half a star. This was a dragging and visually boring. The story was janky and boring. I knew it was going to be bad, but it isn't even amusingly bad. It's so not boring <laughs> to the point where the studio forced it to be a summer blockbuster action movie. Yeah. What else do you want? What do you want? What is what is this guy's taste? The guy movies? spins in his car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool, dude. Come on. Half a star. Isaac Asimov must be spinning in his grave. 
Do people know that's the not only even thing rolling. that actually happens? <laughs> yeah, you, you don't actually roll in your grave. Also, not even rolling, but spinning. Wait. <laughs> like Sonic. How do we know people don't spin in their grave? We must have like a camera in some grave somewhere just in case. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that actually? Honestly, like, I hate to think about it, but probably. I'm here for it. Like, honestly, now that I think about it, maybe for, like, research purposes, for how, like, how a body decays underground. I feel like they would just dig it up. Well, yeah, but then you would tamper with the natural process. Oh, yeah. See, right. I, I think about death too much. Yeah, you do. Definitely I do. do. I do. I know a lot of death facts. Anyway, half a star. Will Smith gets upstaged at acting by a robot. Alan Tudyak is a much better actor than Will Smith. Very true. <laughs> I was also going to say... Not an actual robot guy. <laughs> oh, there was a guy who had to play that role, you know. <laughs> That's not a real robot. I don't really know what your point is. If you really want to get into it, Will Smith was upstaged at acting by uh, CG artists. Yeah, there you go. And lastly, half a star. Shia LaBeouf isn't even the worst part of this movie. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, he is, is though. Yeah, he, is. he is a little bit. To be fair, though, those moments were pretty funny. Well, I laughed. Okay. <laughs> he he doesn't know how to swear. No, he doesn't. <laughs> You're not good at it. And yeah, go home. I, I like Will Smith putting him in his place. It's really funny to me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and he's like, got it. Go home. Yeah, yeah, no, he's like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on socials um, at Friday Island Podcast. Check out our letterbox for reviews of movies that we don't talk about here. Um, and next time we'll be talking about another thing. Ooh. Maybe. We should talk about Westworld at some point. We absolutely should. And we have more robots to talk with, talk about with Transformers. <gasps> Revenge of the Fallen next. Dude, the we've got so much robot content. So I'm much robot content. It. Oh my goodness. And Shia LaBeouf content. Yeah. So there we go. Bye-bye. Hopefully you guys are here for it. This show was hosted and produced by Neil Feeney and Zach Shutt and is a part of the Fandom Limb Media Network. Original album art and graphics by Becca Pinkham at Rebecca and Designs. You can find show notes and sources from today's show on our website, FridayIslandPodcast.com, and network information at FandomLim.com. Follow us on social media at Friday Island Podcast.